0: This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to hvactrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help you and your business today. This is the third segment in a series about how we salvage 2020 profitably. In the first podcast, I gave you some simple general ideas that you can use to save cash, make sure that you stay profitable, and have no more than 20% of your revenues come from any industry or any customer. In last week's podcast, I gave you some marketing ideas, the first being to go through your proposals, quotes, and tickler files, the second being to reactivate your inactive customers, and the third being to have a contest. This week, I'll talk about some financial things to help you salvage 2020 profitably. You can listen to the other podcasts, um, they're available wherever you're listening to this podcast. They're all up there. So let's get into the financial side. And I want to start with understanding what cash flow really and truly is. Because once you understand cash flow, then you create a revised profit and loss statement, and then you create a cash flow budget so i used to say that cash was king and now i say cash is emperor because you have to save cash it's not an option anymore and it's critical that you have profitability so that you can generate the cash that you need to save it and and enjoy the things that you want to do and have peace of mind that if something ever happens like this again you got the money in the bank to carry you through All right. So first, what is cash flow? I want you to imagine a tank of water with a spigot at the top of the tank and a drain at the bottom of the tank. Now, normally when you open the spigot water and water flows into the tank, the tank rises and then you turn the spigot off and you have a certain level of water in the tank. And then when you drain the tank, you open the drain on the bottom and the level of water decreases and the level goes down until you close the drain. All right. So spigot increases water, drain decreases water. Now, instead of water being in tank, assume that there is cash in the tank. Okay. So you start with a certain amount of cash. Maybe it's the beginning of the week or it might be the beginning of the month or it might be the beginning of the year, but you start with a certain amount of cash, a certain level of cash in the tank and you open the spigot and you get cash in the door until that's it for the week or the month or whatever and then you open the drain and the cash level decreases as you pay your bills as you pay for rent you know whatever your cash goes out of your business so that's what a cash flow really and truly is it you you have a certain level of cash and then you increase it through opening the spigot and you decrease it through opening the drain so let's look at it in a little bit more detail now that you've got the overview. So when you open the spigot, how do you get cash in? Well, it's generally from collections on sales. That's the major way cash comes in your door. It's not the sale itself. It's the collection of the sale. Okay. So there's a very big distinction. You could sell a million dollars of work. But if you don't collect for that million dollars, what good is that million dollars of work? You've done the work and not get paid. Not exactly a good idea and thing to do. So remember, it's collections on sale. And you might get a little bit of interest. And I mean a really itty-bitty piece of interest from any savings accounts that you have for your your maintenance money or whatever else it is. You might have gotten a PPP loan, so there might be some cash infusions. And you might have sold an asset. Maybe you have an old truck or something that you wanted to get rid of and you got cash in the door for selling that old truck. So those are the ways that you get cash in the door. And so the spigot gets open, and you get collections and you get uh, a little bit of interest and you get money from the sale of an asset or you get money from a loan or a line of credit or something like that. And that's it. You close the spigot. That's all you got for the week or the month or whatever else it is. And then we get to drain it. You know, the level rose when we opened the spigot. Now we're going to open the drain. So you pay our bills. We pay our payroll. We pay our rent. You know, money's draining out of that tank and the level's getting less and less and less and less. And finally, we shut off the drain because all the bills have been paid for that time period. So that's the level that we start with the next week or the next month or the next year. Generally, it's done on a weekly or monthly basis. And that's the process. You know, we have a level of cash in the tank. We open the spigot and we get cash in through collections, etc. And the level of cash in the tank rises. We close the spigot and then we open the drain to pay for our stuff. And the level of money in the tank drops until we close the spigot and you always have to have at least one drop left in the tank you can't have negative cash in your tank and that's why you can't have negative cash on your balance sheet it doesn't work you always have to have at least a penny left in the bank all right so that's what a profit and loss that's what cash flow really and truly is it's simply amount of cash you start with how do you get it in how do you get it out What are you left with? And that's essentially cash flow. And it's really something that we're gonna use when we get back from break, to be able to understand how to create the cash flow budget from your profit and loss statement. So when we get back, we'll get into the nitty gritty of creating the budgets. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign with a service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking@hvacchannel.tv. at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking@hvacchannel.tv. at hvacchannel.tv. You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronan the Rubber Duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy-to-read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronan the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. That's R-O-N-A-N, the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I gave you a visual image that you can put in your mind as you're driving and listening to this podcast about what cash flow really is by using a tank of cash rather than a tank of water. Cash comes in, level rises, cash goes out, level drops. That's it for the week. Cash comes in, you know, it goes in and out and in and out and in and out. And the level goes up and down and up and down and up and down. So that's, you know, cash flow from a conceptual standpoint. In this segment, we're going to get it into the nitty gritty in terms of, all right, let's actually figure out a cash flow budget. So in order to create your cash flow budget, you have to revise your 2020 P&L budget. And some of you had created one in January, and now you have to look at what reality is with respect to, okay, what are we really going to accomplish in in the remaining part of 2020? And you have to revise your P&L budget. So the reality is that you need to at least budget a few dollars of profit at the end of the year. You know, your net profit per hour equal to what you can earn at a fast food restaurant most of the time, should be the lowest net profit per hour that you should budget for. So, you know, that's $10 net profit per hour. It might be, you know, 12 and or $15 in some areas like New York and California, but that should be your lowest net profit per hour and you work backwards from there. Okay. So figure out your P&L budget, revise it. So you're going to look at your service revenues or you're going to look at your install revenues. You may be looking at HVAC revenues. You may be looking at plumbing revenues. You may be looking at electrical revenues, generator revenues, whatever your different revenue streams are. And then you're going to take your cost of sales against those revenue streams. So you've got obviously labor costs. You have equipment and materials costs. You may have spiffs and commission costs. You might have you know, freight or any number of things that are related to the costs because you sold whatever it was. Your direct cost is just the amount of expense you have because you sold that particular thing to fulfill that particular thing. And that gives you your gross profit. And then after your gross profit, we have all those fun things that we get to spend so that we can stay in business. Things like our rent, things like the utility bill, things like paying for the receptionist, all these overhead Things that we have to pay just so that we can keep our doors open, and then that will give you your net operating profit. And what I would suggest for the purposes of cash flow is you just go to the net operating profit line. Don't worry about other income and other expenses because those will actually go into the um, cash flow budget themselves. So you've got your budget. You know, do it for a month. Do it for you know through the rest of 2020, and make sure that your budget on the bottom line is at least profitable. I mean, if you want to just break even into two cents, that's fine. You just have to have a little bit of profitability by the end of the year. And then you work backwards to figure out what the revenues need to be so that you can actually generate those profits. And last podcast, we talked about creating a contest and getting everybody to help you create the revenues you need to salvage 2020 profitably. Okay, so you've done your p and budget, now you create your cash flow budget, okay? So how do we create our cash flow budget? It's actually pretty easy to do, all right? So if you're COD, let's assume that your residential work is COD. It's really easy because the revenues that you generate in January, you're generally gonna get paid for in January. As a general rule i mean and this doesn't have to be exact down to the penny we're doing a budget here all right so for those of you who are totally anal about this stuff it doesn't have to be exact down to 23 cents this is a budget this is an estimate this is what we are looking at to try to achieve between now and the end of the year you don't have a crystal ball i don't have a crystal ball we have to look at budgets versus actual to find out what actually happened and make adjustments so assuming, you know, your residential work is COD, you receive the cash in the same month that you do the work. You pay your service technicians the same month as you do the work, but you probably pay your suppliers the following month, all right? Most of you do. So the collections on revenue and the labor expense go in the same month, but supplier payment from when we get into the payments part of the cash flow budget goes into the following month. So work done in June gets paid for in June, pay your tax in June, pay your suppliers in July. Okay. Now, let's take a look at some of the work that's not COD, and I'm just going to use commercial service, for example. So if you do work in one month, you probably will get paid for it the following month or later, depending upon what your average receivable days are. Now, your average receivable days are the number of days from the time you send out an invoice to the time, on average, you get paid. So, you, if your receivable days are 45 days, hopefully they're that or less. That means that it's 45 days from the time you send out an invoice to the time you get paid. So, if you do the work, let's say in May, and it is billed before May 15th, you'll repay, you'll receive payment for that work in June. But if it's billed after May 15th, you'll get that money in July. So sell IE revenue. Let's let's do the commercial side. So the revenue side, you know, you might have done a great work, you might have gotten, you know, a $100,000 contract that you build by May 15th. You're not going to see that money until June or maybe even July. You know, if your receivable days are 60 days, you're not going to see May's work dollars come in the door until July. So that's where the, you know, it gets tricky at times, but you have to know your receivable days to figure that piece of it out. You know, on the payment side, doesn't matter that you're not getting the money for 45 or 60 days, your direct expenses for your labor, they're going to get paid. I can't see you saying to one of your techs, "I'm sorry, I'm not going to pay you because we haven't gotten paid." Yeah they'll go find another company to go work for. They're not going to stay working for you. So reality is no matter what, you're going, to, you're going to pay your labor the same month as you bill the work. The payments for the direct expense for materials and equipment are generally due the following month for purchase. So if your receivable days are 45 days, you're going to pay the labor and probably most of the materials and equipment before you even see a dime of of the money for the work that you did. Be careful. It is really really careful. Just be careful because receivable days will tell you the whole story. Now, let's assume that your insurance payment is due in let's say June. And you have to pay for the whole year in the month of June. So, from a cash flow perspective, you've got to pay a payment of the entire bill, whereas on a PL perspective, you're only expensing one twelfth of the bill. So your PL will not match your cash flow in that particular case. So just be careful if you've got large payments due, like you have tax estimates due and those types of things. And all of those things go into your P- into your cash flow budget. So what you'll do is you'll use your P&L to create your cash flow budget, depending upon when you actually get paid for the work that you do. It's not that hard to do, but you know, think about it. It's kind of like the first time that you do this is like the first time for those of you who are in HVAC that you ever read a wiring diagram. It looked like Greek. You didn't know what you were looking at. But you worked at it because you knew it was important and you knew you had to do it to be able to take care of your customers well. Same thing here. First time you create a cash flow budget, it might be a little frustrating. It will become easier and easier as you do it. So if you'd like a copy of a sample PL and cash flow budget, just send me an email to Ruth King at HVACchannel.tv. This three-part series talked about salvaging 2020 profitably. We talked about some general things you should do. Number 1, you have to be have profitability. Number 2, you've got to save cash. Number 3, no more than 20% of your revenue should come from any customer or from any industry. Then we talked about some marketing things, going through your tickler files and your quotes and your proposals, reactivating your inactive customers and then creating a contest to make up for the revenue that you lost during the pandemic. And in this final series, we talked about creating your cash flow budgets through from your profit and loss statements and truly understanding cash. You can thrive and you can survive through this pandemic. And just make sure you have profitable sales, a strong maintenance program, save money, and watch your cash. Thank you for joining us. Choose one thing you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, or if you would like a sample cash flow budget and P&L, call me at 770-729-0258 or email King at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.